Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. My name is Camille Joy and I'm the host of this show. This podcast is dedicated to a very special group of parents, parents raising children with disabilities. There are an estimated 240 million children across the globe living with disabilities. And here on this podcast, it is my goal to create community for the parents raising them. Community locking arms from all over the globe. I pray that as you listen to each episode that has been handcrafted for you, you leave encouraged, you leave strengthened, you leave educated, and you even leave with some resources. So come on into the room, take off your shoes, relax, come on and take a seat on the couch and let Let's experience moments of joy. Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. Guys, I'm so excited about the mom that we will be speaking to today. I've been following her family on TikTok for quite a while, and I just have enough nerve to reach out and get some of her wisdom for us and have her on the show. So I'm sitting here today with Yasmin, who is the mom of Abraham, and I'm excited to for her to be on the show today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited as well. Thank you so much for accepting um, the invitation. Like I said, I've been following you on TikTok. Me and my sister have a thing, and we follow a lot of older autistic individuals and we send each other TikToks back and forth and we're like did you see this did you see him oh my gosh that's so cute um I the first reel or TikTok that I saw of yours that made me follow was your son with his dad and he was hugging him they were standing up they were at an event and that was when I followed um Ibrahim's um relationship with his father is beyond, I think, comprehension. Um, we, we say that when he was first born, Ibrahim was in the NICU for a week and I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was in a different hospital after I had him and his dad literally stayed on top of his head for seven straight days and did not leave him. Mm-hmm. And we feel like they just have this amazing bond. Um, and it, his dad is definitely his comfort zone. Definitely. That's something I definitely have in common with my little guy, too. He's so attached to his dad. <laughs> um, so introduce yourself to the people. I, I gave my introduction, but I would love for you to introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Yasmin Hammett. I live in Michigan. Um, I grew up, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, but I grew up in Ohio. And I've been in Michigan now for about 24 years since I got married. Mm-hmm. I have four beautiful children. Ibrahim is the oldest of my four children. He will be... 23 next month. And then I'm sure a lot of the followers know Muhammad. Um, he's 21 and we call him his brother's keeper. And then we have the second mama, which is my daughter, Emily. She's 16. And then our baby, which he doesn't want to be called a baby, but he's our baby 10 year old Jamil. And, um, we're, I just feel like we're a typical family. Um, we're loving, we're very, very, very sarcastic. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're just, it was, all of this happened with, as a fluke. I just was bored during COVID and I downloaded TikTok to see what the hype was. And um, if you notice the first video I ever posted was me and my husband just being silly. And then I posted Brahim and it kind of just blew up from there. And um, he's always had a fan club. Um, 
whether it was my friends and family, you know, I, on my snap, I would say for his fans, for his fans, because he like everybody loves him. And, um, and now his fan club is all around the world. All around the world. Um, I love the compassion um, that, that so many people just have in the comments and love for him. Um, and I was going to ask you what made you put him out there. And a lot of people, it was COVID. It was. I, I was just bored. I mean, you can only clean and cook so much during COVID, right? right? You can only do so much baking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I like I said, I I put one, I put one of his like snaps like that I posted for my family and friends, and I posted on TikTok. And I think my wording, like I said, I'm very sarcastic, mm-hmm. kind of caught people off guard, so it caused a lot of commotion. Mm-hmm. And then he, another video that went viral was him and my sister in law, and. Um, that also pushed us over the brink. And then it just, the community here is amazing. But he, I guess you just can't help but love him. He just walks in. He doesn't understand that he's famous. Um, Everywhere and anywhere we go, someone's recognizing us, um, whether it's in Kroger or Walmart or the mall or even in the airport. Um, You know, he, he, he's so friendly. He's like, Hey, how are you? I'm like, they want to take pictures of him. He's like, of course, he's all game for it, especially if it's pretty young ladies <laughs> and start with the pictures, you know? Mm-hmm. So he just, it's kind of weird because most of the time people think autistics are, you know, not friendly, aren't, um, you know, you know, aren't engaging, but he is very friendly. He's very engaging. Um, in fact, we always talk to him about talking to strangers, but he's always been very friendly. So I think a lot of it is crushing these um, stereotypes that people have of children or or young adults that have special needs or that are autistic. And I get so many messages from parents um, telling me, you know, just like you did, like I have a young child and seeing your child makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, I pray your child's better than Ibrahim. I pray your child speaks better, you know, but one thing about Ibrahim, he's very self-motivated. If it's something about him or he wants he's game on. He's all about it. So he's, he's come a long way, but I have worked with him a lot. Yeah. Years and years of therapy, years and years of running around. Um, but also it's the family support. It's, um, and also we don't make him special or, Mm. you know, we, we make it, you know, he's just, you know, he's one of the kids. That's it. Yeah. Can you take us back to the moment of the diagnosis for you guys of, you know, not just autism, but he has cerebral palsy, correct? Right. So he had a very traumatic birth. Um, if you have you heard, I'm sure you know what APGAR scores when you're born. So zero meaning yeah. they're, they're dead mm-hmm. and five meaning they're in good shape. Ibrahim was actually a one. Wow. So he was very close to death. Um, and then after five minutes, they do the APGAR again. He was a three. So um, we knew he had a traumatic birth and um, because we were in separate hospitals, um, because the hospital I was at was not equipped to have emergencies, um, they took him downtown to Henry Ford and he was under great care there. But slowly and surely as I recovered from this um, C-section, my husband would tell me a little bit about, you know, Ibrahim this or Ibrahim that. So we really didn't know the extent. but they were telling my husband at the time that he'd probably be in a wheelchair. He'd probably be, you know, maybe move his neck. But luckily he started making little, very little milestones. And I would tell his doctor, he's not sitting up. He's not doing this. So 
Finally, at 11 months, we went and seen a doctor and she diagnosed him with cerebral palsy at 11 months. I literally fell to the ground and I was devastated. Um, you know, you see that word cerebral palsy, you're, you know, any parent, you're just devastated. And my husband just told me, he's like, listen, he's like, it's Ibrahim. We love him. Nothing's going to change. He's going to have some hardships. We need to pull ourselves together and do what we need to do for him. So literally within a month, I scheduled his first therapy and he was in occupational, uh, physical and speech therapy for years. Um, and I was getting a hold of it. You know, we were, you know, finally he started walking around two and a half, three or three years old. So, but he, you know, he used to fall a lot, you know, there was a lot of hardships and any type of research study, any type of therapy outside I would, I could find, I would do it. I would drive an hour for a half hour session of horseback riding. I would, whatever it was under the sun, if I could get there, I did it. Um, and I was, you know, just as I was getting a hold of this cerebral palsy, uh, diagnosis. Um, and he was in, of course, a Pohai classroom um, at this time at three. Um, and then around like closer to maybe th- between three and a half and four years old, I was a psych minor in, in college and I wow. would go through my books and I'd like read because he was my first child. I didn't know. And I called his teacher and I said, I think Ibrahim's autistic. Wow. And this was a lot like 20, 20, uh, 20 some years ago. It wasn't out there like it is now. We don't have the, we didn't have the resources like we do now. And she said, okay. So we started, so I set it up to get him tested at Children's Hospital and through the school system. And the school system said, yes, we definitely would label him autistic. The hospital said, we're, we're not quite sure if we want to label him autistic, but we believe he would benefit from in the uh, ABA interventions. Mm. So it took me like, honestly, a good year mm-hmm. to wrap that around my yeah. head and yeah. to gather the finances because then insurance didn't cover uh, therapies. Yeah. Wow. So, so when he was close to four, I signed him up um, for a very intense uh, ABA therapy program where him and I would both go every day. Uh, okay. I forget how many weeks it was. Uh, through a hospital here in Detroit, and they trained me to work with him, mm-hmm. and um, and I paid majority out of pocket. Wow. Um, the th- insurance only covered like a thousand dollars of this like ten thousand dollar therapy for a few wow. a few weeks. Um, so that's why, like, luckily, like nowadays, like ABA is mm-hmm. covered. If, I know ABA is controversial. I believe yeah. in it. I yeah, believe every too. every child's different. I've had mm-hmm. I've been harassed about it, but. Mm-hmm. It helped me. It helped my son. And I recommend it for any parent that asks me. I recommend trying it at least yes. because it taught Ibrahim how to read. It taught him how to sequence, how to get two to three step directions. Um, so it was it was devastating. I felt like I was being hit, you know, like CP, then um, then autism, then seizures, you know, oh, wow. um, like I just kept getting knocked down, but I kept getting up. Yeah. And um, with the grace of God and my family and everything, and I believe we've overcome a lot. And he's he's overcome a lot. He's worked really hard. We've all really worked hard to help him get to where he is now. Yeah, that that's absolutely beautiful. And I agree about the ABA therapy. I was so nervous putting Mason in because of all of you know what you read online, what people say. But I followed my gut and. 
it was so helpful. I feel like he's he's in school now. He's in special education, and he did their um, ABA for two and a half years. But if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have known anything because they trained the parents, like you said. Right. And I think um, it's absolutely beneficial. How long did he do ABA therapy? So when we did the, it was like a summer session where they trained us. And then afterwards, I hired tutors for a couple years afterwards. It's, it's, it was, like I said, it was all out of pocket. Yeah, so these awesome. tutors that were coming yeah. in um, were out of pocket. Um, the meeting with the, um, the the BCBA to set up the programs was out of pocket. Mm -hmm. So I tried doing as long as I could. And because I was trained, I continued. Even if there wasn't a therapist, yeah. I was I continued. I even did it with my other kids. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, teaching them their address and stuff like that. It's just repetition. Right. Um, and everybody learns differently. Um, so we, we continued for years. Um, honestly, I don't remember how many years, but we did continue it for a very long time. And I always included in whatever we were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then finally kind of wore off, you know, doing the actual like lessons. Mm -hmm. And then when we hit 18 and we got Medicaid or, you know, through the, through the government, it, yeah. we became back in the, the thread for it. So we went back in and that's when he's been, he was doing it for another three years as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, and that still was very beneficial because it started helping me on like teaching him when he's out on his bike, how to stop, how to look at, you know, signs when he's um, outside, um, learning how to shower himself um, as an adult, you, you know, so like things like that, learning about like signs outside, like what does an H mean hospital or whatever. Right. So it was really beneficial. And then when he hit 21, unfortunately, the insurance no longer covers it. Wow. Yeah. Um, were you able to potty train him? So he was two and a, a little over two and a half. I think I was doing a um, therapy that's out of Hungary. It's an alternative therapy. Wow. It's like a kind of, um, what is it called? Like, it's like a, it's a, a physical therapy, occupational therapy mixed into one. Mm -hmm. And there was a therapist here from Hungary and I would mm. go and stay in, um, about an hour away from our house, I would stay Monday through Friday in a hotel and I would take him to do this therapy five days a week for, I think we did it about four weeks and they helped me tremendously with, um, I told you if, if there was something, if there was a will and there was a way yeah. I did it, I found yeah. a way and I did it. And actually it was amazing because, um, they helped me get him trained. Um, mm -hmm. he was kind of grossed out from, um, stools and stuff and diapers. So that helped that he didn't mm -hmm. like me touching him. So, um, the, the, the peeing came easier and then the number two came later, but it all worked us out. So he, yeah. it wasn't as hard as some parents have it. So I'm lucky in that way. Yeah. I, what I'm gathering from you so far is that anything and everything that you found to be a resource, you went for it. And I think sometimes as parents, we can get so wrapped in fear and listening to other people. And like you said, every child is different and every journey is going to be different. And I love that you just did what really was best for your child. Well, I wish there was a book that said, do this, 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 and you'll be okay. Well, there's not. And what works for my child might not work for yours. And what works for yours is not for mine. But if you told me, hey, I did this, I'm going to try it. The only thing I tell you, I did not try because his eating is so limited. I never tried any of the diets. Right. Okay. That's one of the things I never tried because it would just, I knew mentally I couldn't do it to him mm -hmm. and he, there's no way he would handle it. Right. Um, 
So that's the only thing I didn't try. Yeah. What are some of his, of his favorites to eat? Mason also has a limited diet. <laughs> and things um, like- he actually, we're excited because the past couple of years he's been eating eggs. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that's really, it's because my dad, whatever my dad makes, he'll eat. It's so funny. Um, so he's, he loves barbecue, like meat, chicken. He loves, he's, you know, a carnivore, big time carnivore. Um, and he loves carbs. He loves his pasta and his bread. He's not a big rice eater unless it's PF Chang's or Benihana's. Um, uh, so he's very picky in that way. He doesn't do spaghetti sauces anymore. Um, he doesn't do a lot of the Arabic dishes I make because they're sauces and they're kind of gooey. It's funny. He doesn't eat anything gooey, but he loves ice cream. So, um, (laughs) He, yeah. even in part of the ABA, I used to pay um, one of his therapists to eat um, ketchup and chicken nuggets in front of him because he hated condiments. He still doesn't like condiments. Wow. Like he yeah. would really grow up watching people eat it. So, <laughs> so that's one thing we worked on as well. But he's, he, he's, like I said, meats, breads, pasta. He's good with all those. French I fries. Love- when you said that he'll throw up because Mason does that. If I'm eating something and he doesn't like it, he'll gag. And then yes. he'll just start walking, gagging, and, and you're like, yeah. Mason, what? It, it's yeah. you, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, I- all know, we all know, sorry, we all know, like, mm-hmm. if there's French fries, we, you know, get the kitchen poured before he comes to the table or finish it before. Um, or if he hears, he doesn't like the sound that the mustard makes, wow. you know, the yeah. ketchup. So that really ticks him off, too. So we've all uh, accustomed to it, and we try to... Um, you know, we don't like not eat it because of him, but we try to be um, considerate of his yeah. uh, feelings. Um, I have two questions. I, I, I wonder for you, because I hear this a lot, um, with different cultures, families can sometimes be hard on the mom or the dad who gets the diagnosis with a lack of understanding. And, you know, sometimes they're guilted to, um, you know, feel like it's their fault or, you know, different. I know uh, in the African culture, I've heard that people really think it's like a a demon thing and these children, the parents went to a witch doctor. I've seen, I've heard a lot of crazy things. So I wonder, did you have to endure any of that with your family? Extended. Um, not with our family, um, both sides, my husband's family and my, my family have been real supportive. Um, all the cousins, um, are amazing. Um, like I said, he's been a star since he's been born. Um, he's the first grand, um, one of the first great grandchildren on my mom's side and stuff. So, but outside the community, yes. Um, you know, I remember being in the mall and, you know, they used to have those player areas where the kids would play and a lady, you know, I was sitting with a friend and she's, you know, she said to my, my friend in Arabic, you know, why is he like that? Because at the time he wasn't walking, he was doing a commando crawl. And she's lucky because I was in a, a good mood that day. I wasn't in, you know, mama bear mode. I was, I said, you know, I said, because God wanted him this way. And that's the way God gave him to me. Mm-hmm. And my friend really got upset. She's like, I'm going to kick her butt and whatever, whatever. And she used a few choice words. I said, yeah. no, I said, you know, you sometimes you know, people are just ignorant. They don't know. Yeah. Um, and in fact, my, he hangs out a lot with my father and my father will take him to like the, the guy's coffee shop where they play cards and have coffee and hang out. And it's funny because a lot of people have come up to my dad and said, 
we also have a child, but we don't really take him out in the community. Mm-hmm. We don't take him to weddings. We don't, you know, whatever, where Ibrahim is front and center, whatever we're doing, if it's appropriate, yeah. he's with us. Yeah. And um, so he's brought a lot of awareness, even to the Muslim and Arab community that, you know, it's okay that these are angels from God. And they, um, you know, uh, someone told me that we, he calls them his, he has a special brother and he takes care of his brother. He's actually in Ibrahim's class. He also is autistic. He said, they are, let me translate it. He said, um, God's guests. And if God sent you a guest in your home, what would you do with this guest that God sent you? Mm -hmm. You would take care of them. You would care for them. You would treat them the best. And I love that because Ibrahim is God's guest. And um, I think if you are a part of my son's life, you're privileged. You are lucky. Um, If you do something for my son, I'm not going to, I will say thank you, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's your, it's, if you have someone special in your life, you should treat that person with amazing compassion and love because they're God's gift. And when people look at you weird or they stare at you, which we get the stares because Ibrahim is six foot two, yeah. um, holding his ears, sometimes rocking, you know, at Kroger or at the mall or wherever, um, you don't know what you're, you know, you might have healthy children, but what are their children going to be? And, you know, just because you have a healthy child doesn't mean something can't happen. So we have yeah. to teach our kids and teach the people around us kindness and compassion and just be nice for God's sakes. Just be nice. So that part. I, I know a lot of people look at it weird, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's about time that, you know, people with um, special needs get more acceptance and um, show more um, love. There need to be showed more love for definitely. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely agree um, with them being God's gift because let's just use your son for an example. I'm one person, right? And I talked to you about me and my sister. You guys have millions of people who will then trickle over. So this is only one child, one gift that he's used. He's, he is blessing so many people across this globe. So God's gift, I, that's a fact. It's, I, I mean, I, it brings tears to my eyes, honestly. Um, the messages I get, the gifts he gets, you know, it's, I, I, and people tell me we want to send him something. I'm like, but he was not lacking of materials. You know, we are able to provide very well for, um, thankfully for our family, but it makes people feel good to give him something. And I said, even if you write him a card, you know, or you draw something or your kids draw something, he just loves opening mail. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. I had a woman in India telling me she's saving money to send him something. I said, please don't do that. I said, send prayers, send love and prayers our way. That's all we ever want. Um, you know, he's gotten chocolates from Norway, Australia, Australia gifts from Australia. Um, yesterday someone sent him a hundred dollars. I said, that's too much. You know, they're like, no, we want you to take him and treat him to whatever he wants. Someone saying that he loves Auntie Anne's. We get a gift card for Auntie Anne's. I'm like, people are good. They are good. And you and, just got contacted by Jordan? Yes. Did you see that? I, I was, did. <laughs> I, 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 when I got the, the, um, the Instagram message, I clicked on, I'm like, this is fake, you know, cause there's so much fake and right. whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I was like ecstatic because always the people always comment about how well dressed Ibrahim is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, people are always tagging Nike or Jordan or whatever. And I was like, no way they're going to see this. Even a few, I tagged them, but I got tired of it. I'm like, they're not going to see us. They're not going to yeah. know who we are. Oh and yeah. so I'm hoping, I would love for it to go further than the gift. I mean, the gift is amazing. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine if they had a special needs model yes. or ambassador, yes. which mm-hmm. we need that. And and the thing is, is yes, the reason do. why Ibrahim wears a lot of Nike and Adidas and Jordan, he especially loves Jordan. Anytime we shop, that's what he's picking out. Mm-hmm. But it's because um, in high school, they wanted him to swim. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll have someone go in the room and change him and whatever. I was like, uh-uh, nobody's changing my son. Yeah. I don't want changing my son. So I had to stop being the helicopter mom I am and teach him to dress himself. Because, you know, I'm that mom that's brushing, showering, you know, deodorant. I still all do the hygiene stuff, but I had to walk away and let him start dressing himself because I didn't want a stranger dressing my child. Right. So I finally, I went, instead of anything that was hard to buckle, I went and bought all these pants that are easy to pull up things that he don't need buttoning, don't need zippers. And I taught him how to dress himself through ABA and through me just keeping to it. So I learned now in the morning, I get him up, I brush his teeth because hygiene is very important because if he gets a cavity, we're both going to pay for that. Right. Um, so right. I brush his teeth, I put his deodorant on, I help him wash up and then I put his socks on and then I leave his clothes on the bed and he dresses himself now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I called the school, I said, okay, put a chair for him in a locker room and just help him with his socks, but everything else he'll have to do on his own. So that's why we always are dressed in, Beautiful. you know, um, athletic gear because it's easier for him to take off and on. Wow. Well, I really do hope We're that excited. it turns into something more. Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah. Because like yeah. you said, it's needed. In 2022, we should make more space, make room, have more actors and actresses and models, you know just flooding media because there are so many children that have, you know, these needs and it needs to be normalized. Definitely. I mean, we've come a long way from compared to when Ibrahim was a child till now, Mm. you said Mason's five now. Yeah. You know, like the resources are huge now, whereas before we had to look for it and there wasn't, you know, access to the internet. Like there is now there isn't those forums. Um, But it's come a long way and hopefully we'll continue to grow and in, in, in progress uh, so that um, we have a more accepting uh, world community and they have more backing. I love that Ibrahim's recognized everywhere we go, because now I, I know that like, God forbid, if he's in a place where he doesn't know, maybe somebody will be kind enough to help. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, the next question I have is about your children, the siblings, because he's really close to his brother. We see him all the time. We see him joking with his sister <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So how did you get them to understand? Uh, was it hard to, um, I, I think because of the age gap that I have with my children, um, them being older, it's hard for them to understand when meltdowns happen that, you know, he's not just crying for no reason, especially if we're in public. So, um, there's an education piece that I have to now do. Um, did you ha- find yourself having to do that or? I, I didn't, I didn't do the, the talk. I honestly, um, I, I think I just, they, I believe kids copy their parents in a lot of ways. Hmm. So, 
even when my youngest was uh, two or three, and like I said, Ibrahim's six foot two, he would go and pick up Ibrahim's size 13 shoes and sit in front of him and help him put on his shoes. Mm-hmm. I think kids learn from modeling what, you know, um, what they see their parents doing. So even um, when I had Muhammad, the second, um, they're, they're about 21 months apart. Um, you know, we never differentiated or whatever, but Muhammad saw, we, he was with me running to therapy three times a week, going to research studies. And he was a community child too. So if he wasn't with me, he was with cousins or my husband or family. So they automatically knew. I, I never discussed it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I would say, you know, Ibrahim's different. He's special. God, he's our, God gave us, gave it to him for us to take care of, but they treat him the same, you know, Emily flicks him in the air, you know, know, everybody messes with him, you know, so he he is different, but yet he's not. Yeah. Um, when we had Jameer, because he was a little bit later, um, you know, he's 10, um, that was, um, that was a little difficult because Ibrahim does not like crying um so one time I walked out of the room and I had the the baby was sleeping in the playpen and he started crying I came back and found a pillow on top of him mm-hmm. that he threw on there to mm-hmm. you know he didn't want to hear him so we learned you know I we I sat with the kids I said listen you know if we cannot leave the baby alone you know mm-hmm. someone's got to be in the room with him at all times right. because but he can't handle that sound yeah. and even now, if, if my son gets upset and he cries, the 10-year-old, I'm like, you know what? You need to go in your room, cry it out, close the door and do what you, you know, and then when you feel better, come out because mm-hmm. Ibrahim's not going to want to hear you crying right. and it's going to upset him more. And then we're going to have another problem. Mm-hmm. So those are small accommodations we had to make okay. um, because it, I don't want someone else, you know, to get hurt. And if Ibrahim does have tantrums um, and he didn't start having tantrums till he was like 17, 18. Oh, wow. And, and He's strong, like I said, mm-hmm. 62, 100 and whatever pounds. Um, yes. He can hurt you. So if I can't calm him down, I let him run it out and, and just, you know, sweat it out. And then we'll try to, like, get him to lay down and breathe. But my kids all know, stay out of his way. Yeah. We all know to stay out of his way um, when he's upset. So, you know, they'll come and say, Ibrahim's nervous, you know, um, and then we'll try to calm him down. But I just tell the kids, stay out of his way when he's upset because he's not himself. It's not him. Yeah. And he doesn't mean to do what he's doing. And if he does, you know, try to hit someone in front of him, he feels remorse right after, but he can't mm-hmm. control himself. Mm-hmm. So um, even when he went to school, I warned them. I said, if Ibrahim's upset and he, he will reach out to hit. Yeah. And um, it's not something we like talking about. It's not something I like sharing about him because it, he's even embarrassed by it, mm-hmm. but he can't control himself. And um, I tell him, I'm like, you know, and after he does it, he'll cry about how sorry he is. Mm-hmm. And, um, he'll stay upset for a day or two sometimes after an incident. Wow. And, and then we tell him it's okay. You yeah. know, don't do it again. You know, mm-hmm. just good hands, you know? Yeah. So, you know, even if he's real upset, Muhammad will try to come and stand in front of him. And I'm like, you know, even Muhammad knows, you know, there's only so much we can do right. when he's upset. Right. Um, what do you do now after all that's over? I can imagine, you know, mama needs a moment, you know, to breathe and to um, take care of yourself, make sure your mental health is intact and, you know, practice self-care. So what are some of the, you know, practices that you do to make sure mom is strong? 
so that you can continue to pour into your family? So it took a long time uh, for me to get where I am now and the strength that I have. Um, I know so many people tell me, oh, you're so strong. Oh, you're such a good mom. I'm not perfect. Um, I cry. I get upset. I get angry. I get frustrated. Um, I used to feel sorry a lot for us. Um, I would like, if he's sleeping, I would sit on his bed and just cry because I worry about his future. I worry about my future. I worry about who's going to take care of him. All those things that parents don't want to think about. Um, but I learned like, I won't be able to function as a good mother if I'm in that state. Um, so I do, I have like, I, like I said, I have great friends. I have amazing cousins. Um, I have amazing, my sister, my mom are my and my dad, my brother, my whole family, honestly, they're my backbone. They're literally my backbone. And uh, I remember um, one time when Emily was, my daughter was young and I was brushing her hair, sitting on the floor, brushing her hair and just crying and crying. And I, and my mom happened to call me at the time. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm really tired. mom. And she literally came, picked up Ibrahim Mm -hmm. and took him home with her um, to Cleveland and stayed, he gave me a, a few days break. So now that he's old, and then even like, sometimes like I'd have to tell my husband, even though he's amazing, I would tell him like, listen, if I ask you to shower Ibrahim or feed him, it's not because I'm lazy or I don't want to. It's because Mm -hmm. I need a break. That's right. I need a break. Mm -hmm. So if I say, "Uh, can you help me with something? It's because I I'm up to here and I'm going to blow. So I learned now, I mean, my husband and I have a great relationship. You know, I, if I need to take off and go hang out with my friends and have a cup of coffee or lunch date or dinner date or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're amazing about that. My kids, now that they're all grown, I don't have to worry about babysitters or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I do a lot of, you know, um, retail therapy. I'll do uh, yeah. uh, spa mm-hmm. days. I do trips by myself or with friends. Mm-hmm. Those are always amazing because I come back another person. I come back so relaxed and happy and, and I'm, I'm ready to take it all on again, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, it helps. I mean, you definitely need that self-care and you need that person mm-hmm. you could cry to. That's why when I have moms messaging me or dads messaging me, I always tell them, I'm here. If you want to message me, message mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I've even given out my phone number to people um, wow, that's that want to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've have, I have a few moms that are, I'm on their speed dial. And, um, wow. you know, like, I mean, I don't, I think that's, I, I shouldn't say special needs moms, but I'm going to, because I am one, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think special needs moms connect. There's an automatic connection. If I've never met you and you have a special needs child, we are connected. Mm-hmm. We have, we've had the same thoughts. We've had the same feelings. Even if our child, children are completely different, we're on the same wavelength right. and there's an automatic connection. I know your hardships. I cry for you. I will mm-hmm. think of you. Um, I have a cousin that has a daughter who's going through so much. And, you know, her prognosis isn't good. And, you know, her parents have been through so much and she's, you know, I don't know her hardships of what she's dealing with, but I could be there for her. I could be that shoulder that knows that it's not easy to leave your kid with a babysitter like these other moms Mm -hmm. and take off and, and not worry about, did my child eat? Did he have a tantrum? Did he, you know, whatever it is. Um, Even, even now I leave him home with my husband and kids, or if I leave him with just the teenagers and Muhammad, like, yeah. you know, he wants to stay outside. I'm like, guys, you know, I'll call. Is Ibrahim inside yet? You know, make sure you check on him. Make sure right. you're doing this. So you're never at rest. You're mm-hmm. never at rest. Whew. You're never at rest. That is so real and so true. You are never at rest. Um, 
this weekend, I, I was just really burnt out myself. And we moved, we relocated from Connecticut to Texas. So my family's in Connecticut. We don't have family here. So just a babysitter, I can't even bring myself to get the help that we can get through insurance because he's nonverbal. He's not going to tell me anything. So, you know, it is a journey that you have to make sure you you do that retail therapy you spoke about and take care of yourself, pour back into yourself and, and find moments to pour back into your marriage too, because it's exhausting. It is draining yet rewarding as well. Cause this is your baby. Yes. And he'll be my baby forever. Yes. I was shooting a video and I was about to say my forever baby, but I was afraid of some of the backlash because sometimes people on um, social media could be a little bit um, mean. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. but he is my forever baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I told my other son, Muhammad, the second one, I said, we will support you. We will help you get your education, but our legacy is to take care of us and Ibrahim. And that's my worry. You guys are all capable of, of getting educations, getting jobs, taking care of yourselves. And I will support you as much as I can financially, you know, everything. But in the end, whatever we have is for Ibrahim. And, um, if you, and and I, I never tell my kids, like if something happens, just take care of him, whatever. Um, I have to be walking in the mall with Muhammad and Emily and they were, I don't know how Ibrahim's name came up. And then, and the, Muhammad's like, well, I'm going to be the one. I'll take care of him. And they wow. said it between themselves. And I was like, I, I was happy. But I, even though I don't want them to have to do right, that. Right, right. But I was happy that they think of him, that they're yes. in, in their future. So beautiful. Yes, that is because so beautiful. It's so hard. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember years ago. Um, I don't know what I, like I said, I used to worry a lot. I still do, but I don't, I put myself in denial about a lot of things because I have to function. And I called my sister. She lives in New Mexico. And I called her. I said, I was bawling. I couldn't even get the words out. I said, if something happens to me, I'm not telling you you have to take Ibrahim in and make have him live with you. So can you just always promise me you'll make sure he's in a good place where he's being taken care of? Because that's our fear as parents. Yes, it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, your your son's still young. You yes. have time. And and we don't know um what is intended for us. I mean, a few days ago a young couple died and left a three year old and a one year old. Both mm-hmm. the husband and wife died, and that really messed me up. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and I, I went to sleep thinking, okay, if something happened to me and Salah, what's going to happen to the kids? Okay. Yeah. The other kids will be okay. What? And I don't want to, I don't want to think that, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we're not going to be young forever. Right. And we um, have to. And, and so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yes. And, and that's why us moms have, you know, and parents, I should say parents, <laughs> have a connection where we know each other's hardships. We absolutely do. Well, before we wrap up today, is there any um, last piece of encouragement or direction that you would like to leave to the parents who are listening today? So, like I said earlier, I tried everything. I did everything. Don't burn yourself out. Um, this is a lifelong, um, I, I guess I could say struggle. Um, it's a lifelong learning experience because you're the, you're going to change. Your child's going to change. Just try to take it, and this is my thing, day by day. Take it day by day. 
And if you had a bad day, hope for a better day and um, lean on people, find a good support, you know, people who love you and love your child. And honestly, that's how I, my friendships with people is how they treat my son. When I see someone treating my son loving, you are like top tier in my eyes. So surround yourself with good people and people who will care for you and care for your child and that are bring good to you and that aren't knocking you down. It's hard, you know, to take your kids to someone's house sometimes or take them out. You know, it's it's important to find those people you're comfortable to be around and and be social with and that are accepting of you and your child and are okay if your your child has a tantrum or okay if your son opens their refrigerator. Um, so these are all things. So surround yourself with good people. And like we talked about, take some self-care. If you need to see a therapist, see a therapist. Yes. Um, find find um, Facebook groups with parents with special needs. Um, message me. How about that? Message me. I'll be your friend. I will help you as much as I can. Um, I'm here for whoever needs. I have a lot of people who, you know, you know, try to ask me questions on live. And I always say, if I didn't get to you, please DM me. I will answer you. Don't send me another person's video because I'm going to delete that. But if you're sending me a message as a parent or a caregiver, I will give you whatever information I can. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm just a mom. And um, if you need, you know, a shoulder or you need to just vent, I'm here. And, and that's what I would leave with. And teach your children to be kind. Be kind. Yes. yes. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much again for Thank being a know. guest. Thank we you. will continue to be watching and supporting and, um, yeah. you know, we're cheering you guys on as a family. So thank, thank you so much. much. Listeners, you. always remember that you have the option to choose joy. Bye-bye.